the unicameral update. Published by the Unicameral Information Office under the direction of the Clerk of the Legislature. Welcome to the Interim Catch-Up. The goal of these bonus episodes is to provide perspective on the intricacies of the Nebraska Unicameral and the people who make up the 49 members via one-on-one -on -one interviews. Welcome, Senator. Could you please introduce yourself for the listeners? Senator Lynn Walls, District 15, which is all of Dodge County and Valley. Senator, the first question I have for you is, what aspect of being a senator did you not expect going in? Or what would the average Nebraskan not realize about Nebraska state politics? I guess the thing that I did not expect my very first year was the, I, I expected that all senators would be on the floor and that they'd be intensely listening to the debate on an issue. So the thing that I didn't expect and was surprising to me was a lot of the times when we were debating issues, it seemed that minds were already made up. And so a lot of the senators left the legislative floor because they already knew how they were going to vote on a certain issue without hearing both sides of the story. So that was a surprise for me. That was very unexpected. What subject matter did you feel you had the most expertise in when running for office? And how has that expertise changed once you got into legislative committee work? I definitely feel like my expertise was in education. I was a teacher prior to being in the legislature. I also worked for a human services provider in working with people with developmental disabilities, and that's teaching as well. So I really feel that my expertise is in teaching. I sat on the education committee the entire time I've been in the legislature and still feel like that's definitely, you know, my comfort zone. That's that's where I, I know the most. One of the unexpected issues that I, I didn't think I would take that much interest in, but I do, and that's the and transportation, you know, making sure that we're continuing to build infrastructure, highways, how we work around railroad situations. Surprisingly, that has really become a big interest for me. Your background is one of the more diverse among members in terms of career, from teaching and child development to real estate. How has a varied background affected your approach to legislation? Well, first of all, I'm just going to say being a senator was never on my bucket list of things to do. Furthest thing, actually. I had done a lot of jobs. I was a farm girl. I was a teacher. I provided services for people with developmental disabilities. I had a lot of small jobs, you know, worked at a deli. I did whatever I could to help provide for my family. And in all of those situations, I feel like I, I learned something from the people that I worked alongside. Not that I ever had a political background. I kind of feel like I had an edge over those people because I had so many experiences in so many different work areas with a variety of people. With a district that has such a diverse urban and rural split from the city of Fremont to the surrounding farmland and townships of rural Dodge County, how do you balance your approach to legislation so that all interests are met? Again, I feel really blessed that I have both those backgrounds and that I have both those type of communities in my district. And it's really allowed me to have an open mind when it comes to making decisions based on, you know, maybe it's an urban decision or a rural decision. How do we balance that out? What do we do that's best for the majority of people that live there? I have to say that I have relied on the superintendents in those school districts, Fremont Public School, Logan View, Scribner, to give me a lot of input, not only 
are they key figures in the schools, but they're also key community leaders. And so I think that's helped a lot too, just get information from superintendents as well as other people who are in those communities and mayors and things. But it's allowed me to really make sure that, again, I'm, I'm doing the best job that I can for the majority of people, whether they live in the city or in the rural areas. If you could bring only one bill for the next four years, but it was guaranteed 49 votes and no governor's veto, what bill would you bring? Well, I think that one of the things that has always been since day one, a major concern for people in my district has been the amount of time a train is on a rail at a crossing. So I think that the bill that I would bring is to make sure that there are viaducts or some way around a train crossing. We've had some emergency situations that didn't turn out so well because of trains and just the fact that people are impatient. And we've had trains on the tracks for an hour. So I think I would make my constituents most happy rural or urban, if we can fix the problem that we have with trains at the crossings. As a state senator, how do you juggle the responsibilities of the position while also balancing career and home life? Yeah, it's tough, but I always put my priorities in place and my family comes before any job. It's kind of weird because I went through the legislature, kind of my school years, the same time that my daughter was going through her last high school years and her first four years of college. So just making sure that it's family first and then trying to balance out the real estate and the the legislative job duties that I have has been kind of tough. But I think that the hardest thing is like on Tuesdays, I'm doing legislative issues. On Wednesdays, I'm back to real estate. On Thursdays, I'm back. That's the difficult part. I don't feel like any area has been really taken away because of another one, but it's just trying to make this shift. Due to the blending of urban and rural interests in your district, your votes are occasionally subject to increased levels of scrutiny that some of your colleagues may not face. What is your mindset when considering topics that may approach that urban-rural divide? It's always been really important for me to get both sides of the story. I am not married to my party. I'm not married to any party. I really consider myself to be an independent thinker. And I want to make sure that when I'm finally voting red or green, that I'm voting red or green and doing the best job that I can for the majority of people that I serve. It can't be just one small group. I really try to think about how it affects the majority of Nebraskans when I make a decision. If you were given an unlimited budget for one evening that could only be spent in your district, where would you go and what would you do? One of my favorite things to do is is just to enjoy nature. And we have a lot of great trails in Fremont. We have the Fremont State Lakes. So unlimited amount of money. It doesn't cost anything. You know, if I... I guess I could invite everybody to ice cream at at Zesto's, which is like the place to go for ice cream in Nebraska. You know, my constituents would appreciate that. But really, in my district, we really take pride in natural things, the trails, like I said before, and in the state lakes. When your time with the legislature is finished and you're looking back on your service, what would you consider a successful tenure? That's weird that you asked me that question because... Last night, I, I liked a journal, and I was looking through a journal that I had written in 2016, and that was before I was elected. I knew that I was running for legislature, but I hadn't been elected yet. 
And some of the things that I talked about in that journal were that I wanted to make sure that I was a person who was caring, compassionate, that I always told the truth, that I was a person of integrity. You know, I wouldn't be manipulated. I mean, it was just so weird to go back and read all those things that I wrote that I wanted to make sure I was as I went through the years that I have in the legislature. So I think for me, it's very gratifying when I look back in 2016 at what I wrote, because I really feel like I've continued to be that person. I don't think that I've had any change of heart because somebody's powerful or influenced me in any way. So I think that has been most gratifying. What is the best way for the public to communicate with your office? I think the best way is for them to contact me through email. You know, a lot of times when you leave a message on the phone, we don't get the whole gist of what they're trying to to tell you. So I think email is, is really the best way. And then obviously, I have great staff, and they are always following up with emails and making calls or emailing back. So I would say email. Or come visit us. Office is open. Lastly, what are your plans for the remainder of the interim? We have a lot of, I mean, today, you know, I've already had three or four meetings. My main goal for the rest of the interim is just to make sure that we have good policy in place when it comes to education. You know, how we build relationships between education and the business community. So I think the main goal for the interim is just making sure that we have the best policies in place that will move Nebraska forward when it comes to educating our kids and providing a strong workforce for Nebraska. That's all the questions we had. Thank you, Senator, for your time. Yeah, 